Welcome to Wisdom Plug Podcast with your host, Yemi Davids. The wiser you are, the better you live. Is um, improving your personal productivity and, you know, and, and your personal, just personal development. We, we are raising great people here because the seeds of greatness are on your inside. And where you are is the least uh, you should ever be. Uh, the seeds of greatness are to be cultivated in the services. And then you step out and apply the things you're learning and then see the fruits showing up. See the fruits having expressions um, in our lives. Glory to God. Now, Pastor Akin mentioned the scripture yes, uh, last Sunday. I also wanted to... Uh, teach on that. So when he talked on it, I was so excited. And we're going to read like nine verses and then we pick up lessons from there. Matthew 25 verse 20. This is the parable of the talents. So he who had received five talents came and brought five other talents saying, Lord, you delivered to me five talents. Look, I have gained five more talents beside them. This should just be your attitude to life. That whatever have been given must increase and multiply in my hands the right way. It says, see, look, I have gained five more. You gave me five, but I've multiplied it. I'm better off. The next verse. His Lord said to him, well done, good and faithful servant. You are faithful over a few things. I will make you ruler over many things. Enter into the joy of your Lord. So as you become productive, I realize that God picks you up and then increases your impact in life. There is no future for the unfruitful. One of the things uh, we're going to pray about as we partake of the communion is, Lord, I, I want to express your mandate for humanity. Be fruitful and multiply. That is, the, that is the foundational blessings for mankind. You look at the way Jesus responded to a tree that was not fruitful in your, in your life, in your business. We are celebrating the fruit of the womb today because we were wired to enjoy fruits, to enjoy increase. Now, he says, okay, I will now make you ruler over something bigger. Many people are praying for... Um, this verse, Father, you know, enthronement, make me a ruler over many things. But that will never happen until you become fruitful where he has placed you. Glory to God. Now, next verse. He also who had received two talents, came and said, Lord, you delivered to me two talents. Look, I have gained two more talents beside them. I pray that the way you started the year is not the way you will end the year in the name of Jesus Christ. That your, your, your life, your career, your business will have a different shape, a bigger size of, of, with impact, with influence in the name of Jesus Christ. This is what God loves. He gave him two talents. Father, I have, I have done more. I've reproduced it. Okay, next verse. His Lord said to him, well done, good and faithful servant. You have been faithful over a few things. I will make you ruler over many things and joy, enter into the joy of your Lord. Now, the, another word you want to take note of is good and faithful. Growing up as a Christian, uh, when you hear the word faithfulness, 
it comes across as a very nice Christian, you understand, that does not abuse anybody, that is just there, and is a faithful child of God. But when I studied this many years ago, I realized that faithfulness is beyond just being good and nice. Faithfulness is being productive. In fact, you cannot say I'm faithful if all you have been given to reduces or remains the same. Somewhere, somewhere, you're not faithful. So our definition of faithfulness needs to be a bit more all-encompassing. Yeah, it's great to be punctual. It's great to be diligent. It's great to be uh, truthful. But if all those things does not yield fruits, something is still wrong. I never thought Jesus would use that word out there. I thought he would just say, well done, good and diligent servant, or good and hardworking servant. I said, faithful. Faithful. One of my books, uh, uh, 31 Success Secrets uh, from uh, Life of Joseph, there was a chapter I said, faithful and fruitful. If I'm truly faithful, then I shall be fruitful. I don't want you to always celebrate up and down. I've seen people do that as a pastor over the years. Very energetic. I'm going there. I'm doing this one. And at the end of the year, nothing to show for it. You might appear to people like, ah, he's hardworking, he's committed. Those things must show the fruits you show. If not, you are missing it somewhere. Helter's character does not mean fruitfulness. And any time you realize that fruits are not showing up, fight yourself. My pastor said, he's not patient with failure. It's an attitude. Stop telling stories. Let's look at the next guy that has stories. Verse 24. Then he who had received, how many? One talent, came and said, Lord, I knew you to be a hard man, reaping where you have not sown, and gathering where you have not scattered seed. Verse 25. And I was afraid, and I went and hid your talent in the ground. Look, there you have can you say so many things to learn from this person that you should not be like this? The other ones we read, how many statements? You gave me five talents. Sir, I have gained five more. End of story. Let the results speak. Let the productivity speak. But look at this guy, almost occupying two verses in our Bible. And there's some people like that. And it's, it's not this thing you are, you're going to chop. I'm going, I'm traveling, I'm doing this one, I'm jumping here and there. What has he produced after five years? Check yourself. Next verse. But his Lord answered and said to him, you wicked. That is another statement. Another word, sorry, that got my attention. Wicked. Wicked. I understand the lazy. But wicked. You knew that I reap where I have not sown and gather where I have not scattered seed. Verse 27. So you ought to have deposited my money with the bankers and at my coming, I would have received back my own with. He's saying, okay, you say I'm a bad boss, but at least you don't return it back to me the same way. You should have produced some fruits. So I picked some lessons from the guy. I, I think I shared that online last week. Number one, avoid excuses. One of the enemies of productivity is always an excuse. Uh, my wife, uh, I have to go somewhere, uh, I have to call my mom, uh, you know, excuses. <laughs> One day I was in the front of a man of God uh, and we were praying. He said, he saw cycle, cycle, and then he saw me breaking out of that cycle. And that time I was praying for that. 
You can be moving up and down and not move forward. Excuses. Look at how the guy just, there is, there is always something to say for not being productive. If you allow it, it will grow in your life. It's because of the government. It's because I'm the third child. It's because I'm a female. It's because I'm in Taraba State. It's because my husband didn't greet me. It's because of this. I read a book many years ago that says, an excuse is not a reason or the reason. That is, you might give the excuses, but that most likely is not the real reason. Look at this guy. With all the statements he made, Jesus knocked him straight. You are a wicked and what? Lazy. You are lazy. And those are the truths many of us might not tell ourselves, even as we pray for enthronement. You are lazy. I woke up on the wrong side of the bed. It's all of us that wake up on the right side of the bed. Which one is even the right or the wrong side? Excuses. The number two is avoid the blame game. I, I don't even like it when it's the Adam syndrome. When something happens in your sphere, take responsibility. When God confronted Adam, the first thing it was, it's not me. It's because of my wife. And some of us are like that. We become very defensive and, and, and that will not make you super productive. It's my, it's my wife. And then God went to meet the woman. Uh, it's not me, it's the, it's the serpent. Did you go and meet the serpent? What did, what did the serpent tell God? God didn't talk to the serpent. Like, it's not my fault, if not for my wife. And then the wife, if not for Satan. Every criminal tells you it is the devil. Blame game, avoid it. If something is not going well, look at yourself. Am I too lazy or lazy? Am I too forgetful? Or do I have a wrong attitude? Something must, must have gone wrong. Look at the guy. I detest. I am irritated at the way he spoke back to his master. And I, I think all of us should learn from that. That's a response to your master. He said, uh, here is what you gave me. Look at that attitude. You now realize why they gave him one in the first place. Oh, yes. So if I had given you five, two, that's how you come and be telling me stories. If you are the master, you won't give that guy anything anymore. Now, we don't have all the time today. If you read further, guess what happened? They took from him that one they gave him. You are making shakarabi. They took from him and then he had nothing. Avoid excuses. Beware of blaming others. You know, it can, be so, it can appear so legitimate. He was even blaming his boss. Do you hear what he said? The first thing he said, you are a hard man. One version says, you are a harsh leader. Some people do that. Oh, if not, if not that, my boss is tough. Oh, my pastor is like this. I would have been a better person in the church. I would have been better on my job. That is not the reason. He said that you are arrogant and proud. You don't know how to respond to corrections. Or you don't, you don't have emotional intelligence to dealing with people. We all need it. If we must be productive, because you will meet a harsh boss, you will meet a lazy boss, you will meet a nonchalant boss, whichever kind, my life must yield. He was blaming the boss from the beginning. See the attitude. I, I know that you are, you are a hard man. Ah. Maybe that's why I said he's a wicked person. He's rude, uncultured. So avoid the blame game. Then this one, God will help me to express it. Beware of living a theoretical life. I have seen people 
I don't know when you see them banter motivational speakers online. They say, aspire to what? Aspire to perspire and acquire something. I've seen people do that. They talk. That guy is very theoretical. All those things he was saying, almost a book. I want you to be street smart. I've seen homes go down because of a man that can talk a lot, but he's not earning anything. That's why you're in church. You're here to be serviced by God. When you sit the man down, he would tell, ah, you know, the policy of the government, and then, you know, the, and then I postpone this one, and I send this mail, and I've been saying that for years. I have this business plan. This is my business plan. Stories. You have to be practical and street smart. I pray you don't lose your home because of finances in the name of Jesus Christ. Earning. Earning. Sometimes it requires some rough steps, some crude steps to earn. But if you are always theoretical, you won't do it. I know you have a lot of degrees. Go and volunteer to teach in a school. Let them pay you some money. Oh, you need to... The day I earned... Is it around 15 naira many years ago? I just left secondary school, leaving my brother. And I said, I need to work somewhere. And on our streets, uh, James Robertson in Suruleri, there was my, my, my brother's friend he used to sell um, boxers and clothing. And I was a store boy. I enjoyed it. Oh, I enjoyed it. Staying as a store boy, they will, people come and buy. You buy, there's one boxer shot um, called Fruit of the Loom, if you know it. You know? I, I just, people will buy. And then at the end of the day, my boss will come and give me money. The day I was paid the first salary, I felt different. I went to go and buy a jeans in Yaba. Tell you, city jeans. Ah, I won't forget. When you're buying it, not that the money that he gave me, not the money my wife gave me, or the money my brother gave me, the money that God gave you through your righteous labor. Unfortunately, I went to start the uh, jeans to make it last. When it dried on the, what do you call that thing? It like this. <laughs> I was, I was, so I picked it up. In a bit to open it, it just tore. So don't start your jeans, please. <laughs> tell your neighbor, be practical. Please tell your other neighbor, be practical with life. <laughs> be practical with life. It can earn you, if you're not practical with life, it can earn you abuse from your children when they grow up. I'm telling you. There are so many things that follow laziness and an unproductive life that should spoil you to be diligent with your life. Friends will abuse you. Life will mock you. Things will happen around you that you just be saying, oh my shame, oh my shame. Arise and shine. The guy said, I was afraid. Another reason people are not productive is playing safe. Oh, I don't want to disturb anybody. You can never succeed if you don't disturb people. You don't want to disturb anybody. You want to succeed in life. I don't like troubling people. I just want to be by myself. No problem. Until hunger wires you. Or shame pushes you out. My pastor said when they started their church, the wife was earning more than him because they just started a church. And the wife brought the money to him. 
as a husband and he prayed it and give her back. God bless you. Say, you are determined never. Your wife can be any more than you. It's not a bad thing. But don't be enjoying that. What's that in English? It destroys your productivity. He said he gave it to her. That God bless you, you know, just. And then he started working hard, working hard. The man packing feces, what's his name? A sewage. And earning is a better man than you wearing collar shirt and not producing anything. A man is not old until he stops learning. When you stop learning, you start dying. Learning is the key to greatness. Join us every Sunday at Global Impact Church at The Goodland, Ifako Bus Stop, Oworonshoki, Ogbudu Expressway, Lagos, Nigeria. Host, Yemi and Bimbo Davids. For inquiries, visit www.globalimpactng.org. Global Impact Church. Think greatness. Achieve greatness. Greatness.